106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Jeff Kitty, who is our transmission expert as well. So if you've got a question on transmissions, especially today is your day, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, and Larry Unger answering questions. Now, I don't have a question of the day today. I, I Sorry, I just don't. I thought I'll throw it out to you guys and... You can decide what the question of the day needs to be. Normally, I have all that figured out by today, but I didn't really have one today. Not not that we have to have one, but I don't have one for today. So if you've got a question of the day or just something that you want to throw at us and get the ball rolling, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. Dave and Littleton, you're next. Or first Thank today, you. I should say. You're first, Dave. Thank you. I have an 06 uh, Silverado. Um Heavy duty diesel. Okay. Had it since new. For about the past 50,000 miles, I have not been able to put grease in my lower ball joint on the driver's side. Okay. I've seen stuff on uh, YouTube where A frames fall apart or they come apart and the wheels are cockeyed. They have to get really loose for that to happen, but yes, yeah. that can happen. I mean, yes, I've, I've, I've actually there was a vehicle I saw on the shoulder of the road today coming down here that most likely lost a ball joint, and you could tell by looking at where the wheel was that that's what happened. So, I mean, but I'll be honest, Dave, they've got to be really, really loose to get to that point. And you'll, yep. in your case, you'll hear them rattling over bumps and making all sorts of noise before you ever get to that point. Okay, that was my first concern because what I tried to do or thought I could do is just replace the fitting. Okay, just the Zerk? Yeah, it looks like it's pressed in. It's not screwed in. I don't remember on the factory ones, and I will tell you this, and I know there's a lot of technicians that may argue with me on this, but they don't need as much grease as you think. In fact, over the years, most of them get over-greased, and that's part of their issue is they get over-greased. It expands the boot. The boot then pulls dirt back into it and ends up being harder on it than if you didn't grease them at all. Yep. So I'm not a huge. It's not to me. It's not a huge issue either way, Dave. Okay. Well, I maintain it myself. I grease it myself, and I put in grease usually about uh, five to seven pumps. Okay. And it just starts oozing out the the uh, the rubber. The boot. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I was just wondering how much time I have before. Well, those are those are known for ball joints. Period. At probably 
hundred and a quarter ish or so. Sometimes you'll have to do it before that, depending upon how the vehicle's been used. And that's really, I, you know, I shouldn't make a blanket statement. It comes down to how the vehicle's used. A vehicle on a hard dirt road where it's used off road on a farm, I've seen those things fail at 50, 60,000 miles. A normal everyday driver, city streets, not doing a lot of hardcore, you know, driving like I just mentioned, yeah, they'll go over a hundred thousand. Well, I've got 200 on this. Well, you're probably due anyways at that stage. Hmm. You're getting up there. And I would assume when you do the lower, you do the upper. Do them all. Yep. And on those, anymore, you just do arms. Just do yep. a complete arm assembly. It'll have new bushings in the control arm, and you just do, you just do control arms and call it good. Especially with that kind of mileage. Yeah, I, I would not just do joints. Hmm. Okay. Didn't realize there was that much else to it. That's what it is, and, and again, I, you, you know, if it's under that hundred k mark, around a hundred k, sure, you can put joints in it and be done with it. But at two hundred, I would just put arms on it. Yeah, it's been sitting a lot of long haul driving. Okay, um, I have a travel trailer that I'm going to say maybe forty percent of the miles. So most of that's highway over. miles. Yes. Well, then, you know, the, the other rule of thumb on, on highway miles is cut that in half, and that's about where you're at on, you know, around the town city miles. So in your case, that would be like a 100,000-mile city vehicle roughly. That's a pretty good rule of thumb, Dave. Oh, very good. That's why you've yeah. gotten that kind of miles, Ellis, because typically exactly. they won't go 200. Not with all the potholes. No, not typically. <laughs> they just So so you, you again... Are, are do they need replaced? You need to have them checked and find out. Exactly. Which they can be, which you know, guys that you're in Littleton, Genos can check those and tell you whether they need replaced or not. I'm familiar with them. Yep, yep. they can tell, and, and they're a good front end shop. They know exactly what to do and what needs done. Excellent. Okay. Well, you gave me what I wanted to hear. All right, thank you, there Dave. You Appreciate it very much. That's that was an easy phone call to get things started today. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Jerry, what's up? Hi, John. Howie, good morning, Jerry. Good morning. I called last week um, on behalf of my friends with the uh, Subaru Outback with the CVT, mm-hmm. and I, I shared your recommendations with them. And then I, I um, talked to another friend who has a Subaru CVT, and uh, after talking to him and hearing what he said the dealer had told him, I I was confused. So I emailed Subaru of America. And um, asked them, you know, what, what their stance was, and here's what they wrote back. They say the CVT fluid is recommended to only be inspected every thirty thousand miles. It is not required to be changed unless there is an issue found requiring this fluid to be changed. If the CVT fluid does need to be changed, we advise working with your Subaru retailer for the service to ensure it is done properly. Of course properly. they do. Well, we, and I wouldn't expect them to say anything different, by the way. Right. And if a CVT fluid change is completed at a non-Subaru location and a concern within the transmission arises, this could affect the CVT warranty on the service or on the vehicle. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's legal. I, I, I thought I'd heard you talk in the past about uh, issues such as that. They're wording that in such a way where they're probably able to get by with what they just said because they're not flat out denying that if you go to a non-Subaru dealer, it voids the warranty. What they're saying is it may 
you may have issues. I mean, they're not really getting down to the brass tacks of whether it will or won't. So they've worded that very, very carefully. Got to hand it to them, Jerry. They did. A, they did a good job of that because they didn't put themselves in hot water. They are not fully correct on what they just said. By the way, uh, that is a. I did look it up uh, after we talked last week. By the way, that's a Jatco transmission, which is the same thing that Nissan. Uh, Nissan yep. owns fifty-one percent, by the way, of Jatco. So that's a that's a partnership that they have there. Are they better today than they used to be? Yes. Same conversation we had last week. They're much better than they used to be. I am still one, and I think anybody out there that works on these on a regular basis, including probably the dealer techs themselves, will tell you that they need serviced far before the manufacturer will tell you they need to. Now, what they're saying is inspect. Well, I can tell you that at thirty to 40000 you can drain the fluid, inspect it, and it needs change. So the reality is you're going to change it because I can tell you at that mileage it's going to need changed. Um, yeah. They, and that's kind of how they're getting around that service interval because really what they're saying is the same thing I am. Service it and, cha- and you know, at least check it at thirty to 40000 but most likely it's going to need changed. Yeah. The big issue with the with the CVTs is the metal that it, they make. Right. Okay. And it's always metal on metal. And the belt in there has a metal. It's a metal segmented belt. On metal pulleys. On metal pulleys. Okay. You have a certain amount of valves and solenoids in there that if that metal gets into it, it's going to wear the valve body bores. Right. It's going to get into the solenoids and mess with the electromagnet part of it. And the panel pins. So the big thing is, is with servicing it, you get all that old the contaminated out. fluid out. That's right. The big issue is, is that you, as far as I know, you cannot replace the filter on it. It's a drain and fill. And, and if, you, if you can't replace that filter, you're still going to have some of that in there. That's why it's important to change it more often if, than not, Jerry. If if you change it on a regular basis right. with Subaru fluid. Yes, we said that last week as well. Okay. That's right. You're going to have, they're going to have less of a leg to stand on as far as warranty denying issues. a warranty. That's right. Well, and most likely, Jerry, I'll just go on a limb and say this. Your chances of having a warranty issue doing what we're saying is slim anyways. Well, it's going to improve it. Right. And really quick, for everybody out there that's listening, if you don't know what a CVT transmission is, a lot of folks, ladies included, rode a mini bike when you were little. It's the same type of method of making a mini bike go or a snowmobile. It's exactly the same principle, only done on a larger scale with a metal belt instead of a rubber belt. Yeah. Um, As far as the warranty goes, I mean, can they... Let's say I want to do the service myself. I mean, whether it's changing oil or tranny fluid or whatever, can, I've never heard of that. Can a manufacturer say, no, you know, you voided your warranty? It's very rare. It's they, like, the proof of the pudding comes down to them. And that's ex- if you went to court, it would have to come down to them to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt you messed it up. And as long as you've got the receipts that show that you bought Subaru fluid. Good luck on that one for them. Yeah. So if they uh, decided to, if there, if there was some other failure with the transmission, for example, later on, and, and they denied a warranty claim, then, then the owner would have to sue them? Well, typically not. I mean, typically the way that would work, this is good information for all of you listening. Typically what you would do in a situation where a dealer 
denies a claim as you go up the food chain. So from the dealer, you go to the zone rep. That phone number is typically either online or in your owner's manual. You would make a phone call to the zone rep. You would get them involved. If you don't get anything from them, you go up the ladder until you get to somebody that will actually take care of you. Last case is you would go and sue them. But typically, by the time you get up the food chain, you can get it resolved. Yep. Okay. Well, that all makes sense. I, do, I just thought I'd share the follow-up. on. No, I appreciate calls. that. And, again, it's very interesting that they worded that just the way – I mean, again, they're not stupid. They worded that just the way they needed to. Yeah, you, you could tell they're they're pretty crafty. Oh, yes, they well, are. Part of that wording is to say, well, I'm not going to make this work, or I'm, it's not going to be worth it for me to fight it, or so so on. And so. you can tell there's also no blanket statement there. Exactly. Well, well, you know, we we recommend you inspect it at that mileage, yes. and then you can make a determination as to whether the fluid needs flushed or not. Well, I can again just from just from experience, and especially Jeff being here can tell you this: at 40k on most CVTs, there's very few of them that are not going to be serviced, or, you know, that don't need serviced at that mileage, Jerry. Definitely. All right, and that's on all brands. That that's not just Subaru. That's that's you know, and Jatco makes probably. Jeff, I'm going on a limb here. Seventy-five percent of what's in the market, Jerry. Easily, easily. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate the the follow up advice. No, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate it as well. Thanks for letting me know yeah. what they said. John and Cheyenne, hang tight. Uh, I've got, I'll come back. Uh, take your call on the Kia. We've got lines open. By the way, three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. This is Drive Radio. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. What's in a name? For Laundry Veterinary Medical Center, the name perfectly describes the state-of-the-art veterinary medical facility that we trust. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, trust is why we have chosen Lone Tree Vet for all of our pet's medical needs. They provide a wide variety of medical and surgical services and utilize state-of-the-art methods, protocols, and technology. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, you can trust the medical team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. We all know that making the decision for our pets to have a medical or surgical procedure is not always an easy one, but at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they understand the hesitation and anxiety that accompany leaving a pet for any type of procedure. Whether it's a spay or neuter surgery, a laparoscopic surgery, or a complex orthopedic surgery, the professional team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is dedicated to making your pet feel comfortable and special. 
If your pet needs medical care, call 303-708-8050 today. That's 303-708-8050. And for more information, visit them online at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. PR, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. And really quick, just a just a comment on that CVT transmission Subaru. As I followed one down here on my way to the station, which traffic's not super bad at you know 7.30 in the morning, but I'm whipping down I-70, and I'm doing, I don't know, a little over 70 or so, and felt, felt like that was plenty fast of you know time of the day and what we're doing and so on. And up beside me, heading out to, to I-76, is an out-of-stater driving a Subaru Outback, which in this case I know it's new enough, most likely has a CVT transmission. It's got a big old huge honking roof carrier on top, hollowing a U, you know, with U-Haul behind it, doing about 80, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm thinking, hmm, you like being hard on transmissions, don't you? Not to mention that trailer's not supposed to go over 55. Yeah, and that vehicle should not be hauling what it was in the first place. But, hey, who am I to say? John and Cheyenne, what's up? Yeah, how about his brakes by the time you get to the Yeah, trip? exactly. Hey, long time no speak. Yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got a couple of questions. That 2012 Kia Sportage with the 2.4 engine that my wife got to keep in Dallas. Okay. Remember, you advised me on it a couple of years ago. Yep. Does that have a timing chain or belt? I'd have to look it up. Okay. Where can uh, Give me a reference, and I can look it up. i got a computer. Um, <laughs> I can probably look it up here really quick. Give me one second. Okay. And second question for Jeff, since he's sitting there. Yeah. The transmission in that, is, is that just a regular transmission? That's not a CDT, is it? As far as I know, it's not. I don't think in that. Okay. I don't think 2012. In that, yeah, I don't think in that age they Kia was using them yet, to my knowledge. But that's a that's a good one that you want to stay up on as far as services. Okay, definitely. Yeah, How many miles has it got on us, it? We'll give them, huh? Oh, it's just a two. That's a chain, by the way. Okay, so all right, because uh, John. And I won't say the name of the place because he's not a sponsor. Recommended this great service shop in uh, Dallas by the airport that has taken care of that since it got there. Nice. You remember you emailed me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good people. Used to be one of my clients. Good people, yes. Yeah, good people. And they they actually will say, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. You need some maintenance. Come on in. Awesome. uh, Yeah. They'll set up. They're good people. Which is nice. So the other question um, I'm working on that 80 Chevy, getting it ready for the season. I got the uh, left side exhaust or the right side exhaust uh, manifolds changed. I'm doing the left. Okay. I got to take the air conditioning pump off. Things at 80. Can I leave that thing off? Because I never use it other than in the winter. And sure. what do I need air conditioning? Sure. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to put it back on. Okay. That's what I was hoping you would say because it just makes it easier. Because I already took that air pump that you told me to make go away off. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're you're not and, hurting anything uh, by taking that off. I'm not going to change anything. Right. The, the only thing is, I got to find a uh, 
seamstress tape so I can measure the length of the new belt uh, and go yes. to Napa and see if yes. it can match me up. Uh, you know, a piece of string will do the, the same thing, John. Yeah, I got a seamstress tape somewhere in the house. I just don't know where. Yeah, it is. seamstress tape, rope. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, anything you can you can use for that. I mean, the, the yeah. advantage of the rope has it'll get down in the pulley and give you a really exact measurement. Yep. Okay. Okay, I get some parachute cord. Yeah, that yeah pa- that would work perfect. I, I would probably do that over seamstress tape because it's going to give you more accurate measurement. Yep. Okay, and just take it into Napa. And yep. Tell them what the tell them what your measurement is, the width of the belt, and they'll handle the rest. Well, if I bring the old belt, uh, it's too big. They, that should tell them the width. Of yeah, the and belt, say right? you know how much shorter. But yeah, they've got a book where they can or online now they can tell you what length it is and what the number is. Hopefully, it's not like it used to be when it comes right, to that. Well, just saying. God, don't yeah. ask well, him to measure the belt. Uh huh. They used to have a okay. uh, used to have a gauge. You could put used it to in. have a gauge. You yeah. put it in there, and it'd tell you exactly what belt it, it might was. Might still be floating around there, or if you went and grabbed it and put your rope around it, it would tell you what belt you need, John. If they still have one kicking around, you. But could nobody ask at the store knows how to use it. The, you, you, John, you'd figure it out pretty quickly. You just put the rope around the gauge, pull it tight, and it'll tell you right on there what number belt it needs. Yep. Okay, and actually, there's a couple of real old timers in the napping. They'll have one of those then, sure. and they'll do exactly what I just said. That's the easiest way to do it. And honestly, you don't even yeah, need the old belt. Just what, take your rope down there that's you know got the knot in it in the right spot, and they'll do the rest. Yep. Right. That's all you need. Okay. All right, John, have a good weekend. You too, man. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Bob in Centennial is next. Bob, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, a question on my wife has a 2008 Subaru Outback with about 157,000 miles on it. It's been uh, using about a quarter of oil every thousand miles. And is that uh, common for Subarus of that vintage? Or is it leaking anywhere? Nope, no leaks. No leaks, huh? Normally they're leaking by then. That's why I asked that. Normally cam seals and head gaskets. Yep. It's had a head gasket uh, replacement. I don't know a couple of years ago, so I don't think it's that. All right. If it's but not I, leaking externally, the next thing I would do, and you could do this yourself uh, or have it, you know, have it done. But the next thing I would do before spending any money, even diagnosing or anything on it, Bob, is run uh, the BG EPR. We just heard a commercial for that a moment yep. ago. The engine performance restoration. Do that at the next oil change, or even now, if you're at that point where you're close to an oil change, do that at the next oil change and see if anything changes after the fact. Okay. So we're going to use we're going to use EPR on the front side to clean everything out, and then use their MOA, the motor oil additive, on the back side in with your regular oil. And I would run full synthetic in it if you're not already, and see what it does. Yep. Okay. What is it considered normal oil consumption? Is that well? Back in the day, the factories wouldn't even do any warranty work. Most factories. I mean, I'm talking General Motors, the foreign companies and all they wouldn't even mess with anything if it wasn't a quart within you know seven or eight hundred miles cadillac for a while was even 500 miles which was ridiculous by the way but they wouldn't warranty an engine if it was using a quart in in even 500 miles now i think rule of thumb is anymore on a modern engine they shouldn't use really much oil if any i mean it's negligible you could probably get by with a quart every you know 1500 to 2000 miles or so but anything less than that i'd be a little concerned Okay. So nothing majorly concerned maybe at this at this stage. No, and I'm, I'm guessing you can put some EPR in that and probably loosen the rings up a little bit, and you'll probably be okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I had another question if I could. Sure. Um, sure. For the last, I don't know, six months or so, we're getting check engine light, 
and took it in, and they said it's a catalytic converter, and they want twelve hundred bucks for that. That's a deal. I mean, is that? <laughs> That's a deal if you get one done for twelve hundred. I, I, I'm I'm being very serious. We talked yep. about this some last week, Bob. With the California uh, cat requirement now, that twelve hundred is not a good estimate. Somebody's winging it, and that's not enough money. Yep. How much should it be? Oh, any more? Your couple grand minimum on Probably. most cars. In some cases, up to four or five. Well, because it has yeah, to be a California compliant catalytic converter. Hmm. Okay. Is there any harm in just letting it go? Uh, is it not passing emissions, or is it just turning the light on at this point? Well, at this point, it's just I haven't taken it through emissions, but at this point, it's just turning the light on. And how often? Is it staying on? Well, originally, it was it was off and on again, then, but lately, it's still like it's just staying on. Is that on that Subaru? Pardon? Is that on the Subaru? Yes. On the Subaru, 2008. Outback. What engine, by the way? I didn't ask you that. I should have. Well, it's just a standard engine. It's not turbo or anything. Well, there's a 2.5 or a 3 liter. Do you know which one it is by chance? It's a 2.5. 2.5, okay. So it's not the not the six-cylinder. No. It might it might pay to have that checked out and make sure that you haven't got a intake leak or something like that going on before you start... Yeah, putting cats especially in knowing it. you've got a check engine light on now. Yeah, if it's not staying on, stuff like that, if it's a cat efficiency code, man, that could be, you know, it could be anything. But I I definitely have it checked out because Subarus were pretty bad about that, especially in that year range. About the catalytic converter, you mean? Yeah. And, and if it needs just one cat, so... A universal catalytic converter, which, again, is, is not – you cannot use that in this state. You've got – because, you know, the federal emissions catalytic converters are less money. But if you go to a – I'm trying to look it up here. If you go to – I mean, even a non-compliant front pipe kit with the catalytic converter and everything in it is around $1,000 just for the part. And that's a non California compliant cat that that whole front cat assembly this California compliant is I just looked it up you're going to be 1500 bucks or so so that price they gave you is way off yep way off okay okay but I mean is it damaging anything to just keep running like you that? won't you won't you and, well I'm back to Jeff find out exactly what's going on with the light if somebody with a scan tool yep. that knows how to read it really needs to look at it and figure out what the situation is and make sure we don't have anything else going on maybe even causing the oil consumption so yep. I think you've got two things here that might be related I'd get all that looked at first if after all of that they find nothing no that catalytic converter turning the light on is not going to cause you any issues other than you won't pass emissions when it comes around yep right Okay. And if that's why, in why the next, it, and I don't know, when, when is that due, Bob? Pardon? When is that due? Oh, it's due in December. Then you need to get this done now. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the other thing. Okay. It, you, Parts-wise, I don't even know. It, I'm looking at Napa's catalog right now. That's a special order cat for that vehicle. You might wait a month to even get that part right now. So I would yep. be on that right away. Okay. The other thing I would do is I'd go through every drive-by emissions check station you can. Correct. To see if you can get by without even having to go to the station. Because they don't check the check engine light. Correct. Downside is, 
if it really is a bad cat, it won't pass going through there. Yeah. Where are those drive-by emissions? Go to the Air Care Colorado's website, and it will tell you where they're at each week. Yep. Okay. There's a schedule of them on there. But you don't know when you go through whether you passed or not. No, nope. you do not. You won't know until you get your ticket. That's right. Your re-registration uh, ticket Correct. in the mail. Okay. But and you got to do that two to three months before you. Yeah, whoever. Yeah, you're. You're. You got to do that now. Or you, yeah, and you're even on the cusp of not having that done early enough to be in yep. in time for your December renewal. Yep. Okay. Also, why does the cruise control light come on at the same time? As the check engine light? Yeah. No idea. Shouldn't. Have you had your check engine light checked to find out what's actually turning it on? Well, yeah, they said it was a catalytic converter, but I just wonder why the cruise control light, unless it's all wired into the computer somehow. Well, if if you've got anything like a misfire or anything like that, that will create possible problems with your cruise control, ABS, all that stuff on down. And oil consumption to boot, to be yep. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the reason, well, for, I mean, for those that are, for everybody listening, the reason why it can cause oil consumption is if we get an engine miss, keep in mind yep. those rings are built off of compression. They're called compression on all so those rings yeah. that you normally would have and thereby could cause some oil consumption. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, it runs fine as far as any missing or anything. It runs fine. We don't notice anything when okay. we're driving it. Yeah, I, I'd take it to. You might want to take it to a good shop and have them. Well, have them and take Gino's a look at it. Have them yeah, take a peek at it. Gino's. Okay. Okay. So they could uh, they could trouble they can diagnose that, that for you. Yes, they could take a look yeah. at it for you and see what's going on with it. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. All right, Bob. Thank you. Thanks no, appreciate it very much, Andy and Aurora. Joe, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. 
Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lenigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Andy, and Aurora, you are next. Good morning, sir. Love your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I have a question uh, about spark plugs. You know, back in the day, I used to take them out, sandblast them, clean them out in a carbon tech, blow them out, put them back in, regap them, and they work. Those days are gone. Yep. That's correct. Yep. Uh, I have a 2013 Toyota Camry with approximately uh, 97,000 miles on it, and I'm thinking it's, the car runs fine, by the way. And I'm thinking uh, it's time maybe to replace those plugs. It is. Uh, the dealer quoted me approximately two hundred dollars, which to me looks well, seems a little excessive. But it this seems like a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah, really? that's not bad. That's a steal. Shoot, Andy, labor rates right now across the board in most places are a minimum of one hundred and fifty bucks an hour, which means they're only going to charge you roughly an a little an hour's labor or a little less, and the plugs themselves, which you yourself probably can't buy for much under the fifty bucks. So reality is that's not a bad deal. I. I doubt if that's an accurate price, to be honest with you. I mean, if they'll do it for that, hold them to it. That could very well be. Anyway, but, I, I mean, I can do this myself. It's not that big of a for deal. For 200 bucks, I wouldn't. Really? Shoot, no. What kind of car is it? 2013 Camry four-cylinder. Yeah, four-cylinder's not bad. That one you could probably no. do yourself. They're, they're just in front. They're pretty easy. Yeah, you're going to want to do the boots as well. The only thing that I was concerned about, because... I know that they've been in that engine for roughly, you know, uh, 97,000 mm-hmm. miles, 2013. Those don't typically have an issue of not wanting to come out, so I don't think you have any issues there. That was 
my concern right there. I know that you should put some anti-seize compounds before you put them back in and all that. Not much. You only need just a teeny bit on them, by the way. They don't need near as much as everybody thinks, if any. Yeah. But my other question would be, what spark plugs would you recommend if I were to do my Whatever it came with. Yep. So basically just come with the uh, Toyota spark Exactly what's in it now. Put the same ones back in. Do not vary at all. Not even the brand. I mean, if it came with Nippon Denzos, you put Nippon Denzos back in it. Yep. And as far as gapping is concerned, uh, are they pre-gapped? Do I have to check the gap? I, I always check because they can get, you know, they can get, you know, damaged in freight and things like that. So yes, look yep. at everyone, make sure there's no cracks, and make sure that they're gapped correctly and put them in. Uh, to the best of your knowledge, anything else that, that the boots put the put the plug boots on them as well that Jeff said. Yep, it's time for that also. Thank you so much. You're very and don't, welcome. Don't forget the dialectic grease on the boots themselves, yep. which they should come with. But if not, make sure you put some on. Joe, you're next. John, long time no talk. Hey, right? no problem. <laughs> hey, you have a comment and a question about top tier gas. Uh, I try to gas uh, fill up at Costco, and they all the guys wear the vest, you know, top tier gasoline. Mm-hmm. And I've done a little experiment a couple of times. I find that when I put 93, they only. By the way, uh, at sea level, I know in Colorado, regular is 85, but at sea level, regular is 87. Correct. Uh, and I find that when I do 93 versus 87, I get uh, 12% better gas miles. Yep. Instead of 25 miles, I get 28. Not shocked. And then I, look, and then I looked at the price differential, which is only 10, 10%. It's like an extra 34% on 340. 340 goes to 379, something like that. So it's not costing me anything. I'm actually making money. I'm saving money by putting this off here. Are there any other engine benefits to running 93 yes. versus 87? Yes. What are the other benefits? Power, number one, you're going to get a little more power because it'll advance timing more because you'll have less spark knock. There is better detergents, and it's a higher grade of fuel. So across the board, yes. And just, this is despite... What you will see on a lot of stupid forums where there's a bunch of morons out there that have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to fuel. And sometimes this even includes consumer reports because, yes, that mid-grade fuel or even their top-line fuel does have better qualities than their bottom of the, you know, bottom of the barrel. In your case, you know, uh, uh, you know what is it, 87, I guess, is where you're at. Your 87 out there is our, our 85. Right. And, and, yes, it is, it is higher-quality fuel. All right, so that's that's one. So I thought there might be other benefits in addition to it, less again, carbon buildup. I mean, Joe, we can go down the list. There's better detergents, less carbon buildup. Blah blah blah. On down the line we go. Right. So it's not costing me anymore. It's actually saving me a few pennies to to put the higher and grade. You're, you're you're not the only one that we've you know we've ran into that. I mean, we've even done some internal tests on our own. Dorsey uh, Johnson, who's at Arvada West Truck and Auto, he used to own a service station. We did back in the day. We did all sorts of testing on this and found that typically speaking, mid grade is your best buy. Uh huh. Well, good. All right. So uh, I I suspected there might be some other benefits. And then just one other comment, by the way, on these new smart GPSs. When I bought this Telluride a year ago, you know, it came with all of the, the, the top-of-the-line um, GPS. You know, it came with the traffic, you know, coding. Right. And what well, was great, because if there was a traffic jam, it would reroute me. It would, you know, all of a sudden, if there was an accident, it would take me off the highway and put me on a frontage road. And all of a sudden, that stuff disappeared. And that's when I discovered that my one-year complimentary top-of-the-line yeah. uh had expired, so I just went on. I just signed up. It was like 150 bucks a year, which was like 12 bucks a month. But you know, it, it, what it saves you in time from avoiding a traffic jam, 
uh, was huge. So I've got my color-coded traffic, and again, the GPS is smart enough that if it sees a traffic jam up ahead, it will literally, on the fly, reroute you mm-hmm. around the traffic jam. So, instead, so, so, anybody, so did you update all of that nav or not? Yeah, I did. I updated okay, so the nav. Here's, a, here's a, a secret in the future. Do you have Apple CarPlay, or you're an Android guy? Do you have, do you have Android uh, Auto? Well, I've got a I've got an iPad, which is what I'm talking to you right now. I've got an app. I've got a iPad that I'm talking to you on through my car radio. I'm streaming the show on my Apple iPad. Okay. So in the future, before you upgrade next year, there's a neat app called Waze. I talk about it all the time. I use it constantly, W-A-Z-E. You can stream that right through your Android Auto or CarPlay for those of you listening. And when you do that, it does exactly what you just said for no cost. Fantastic. All right. Well, then I'll save myself the 150 bucks. There you next go. To- and, and it is it is real time, and the way Waze works, which is very much the same as these other other apps, and most likely, Joe, they're probably taking some of what Waze is already doing to make the other side of that function. They're probably paying Waze a fee. The way Waze works is all of these users are out there reporting all of these different things back to the app itself. So when there's somebody on the side of the road, debris in the road, a traffic jam, you name it, and they're measuring the speed of traffic constantly off of your GPS when the app is on, they know right away when there's a traffic jam and they report it right back to you. And most likely, your car app is using something like Waze or Waze itself to get that data. Actually, actually, John, I read a lot of them now are basing off uh, GPS signals that they, if you go to Google, you Google will show if there's a bunch of cell phones that are not moving or moving slowly. There you go. That's, that's where they get their traffic information. So it's based on, on cell phone location data. Uh, because not that many people, as you know, yeah, my, I, I know a handful of people use Waze, but uh, I believe the bulk of them now are basically using uh, cell phone geolocation data. Cause, cause now, now Waze, every- as far as the debris in the road and all of that, those are typically users that are, you know, I mean, they're telling you when there's a car on the side of the road, on the shoulder, yeah. uh, you know, minor accidents, major accidents, all those sorts of things. Those are typically users that report that. And around here, I mean, there's pretty heavily used. I would think out where you are, it is as well. You can actually see the other users on the app. Yeah, and my one of my business partners has Waze, and whenever we travel out of town, he uses Waze, but... But I believe on my GPS, it, it's using cell phone geolocation data. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, it, and that's where you get the yellow and the red on your route. Gotcha. And again, I'll I'll see the red, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, my GPS yep. is is uh, rerouting you me around off the it. Yep. Yep. So fa- so, by the, for those uh, of you not using that, you should be. It is one of the biggest time savers there is. Yeah. So I highly recommend yep. Spring for the. You know, it's what twelve bucks a month. Uh, it's it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, what's what's an hour stuck in traffic uh, two or three times a year worth to you? So, to me, a lot. It, yeah, you and me both. So uh, if I can do it through Waze, Nick, I'll give Waze a try and. And if it doesn't work, I'll still spring for the 150 bucks. Well, I mean, I, again, all the different cars that I'm in and so on, and I, because I, I, there's no way I'm, I'm keeping updates on all the different cars I own or even the, the press cars I drive and so on. I just go to you know Google. Or you know, sorry. Sure. In my case, it's it's CarPlay, Apple CarPlay, and away I go. Done deal. Just sh- just shows up on the screen, right. and off you go. But if you're if you're driving a lot of miles and you don't have some sort of uh, traffic uh, alert system in your car, you're just asking to get stuck in traffic. Yes, you are. You yeah. I I still Joe. I look at all the people that are stuck in traffic at times, thinking, do you not use one of these apps? It's really convenient. It's not that hard, and you wouldn't be here right now. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I've been on the frontage road just looking at these cars. I know, stuck I don't get it. Bumper bumper. I don't get it, Joe. Yeah, just, 
just literally stuff. All right, that's my two cents, and I appreciate your uh, your input on the uh, the higher grade fuel being better for the engine, in addition to not yep. costing me any more money. There you go, Joe. Yep. Appreciate right, you, man. Thank you very much. All right, Jeff, hang tight. We'll come right back. Take your call. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. 
Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back uh, heading into the uh, 11 o'clock hour here. Uh, Joe, you are, so Jeff, hang on. I'll get to you in just one moment. Joe called in, dropped, and he's right back. So Joe from Fort Collins, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, fellas, I've got a situation going on with a an O2 Chevy Avalanche. I was backing a trailer last evening, and it, everything to that point was working perfectly. Backing the trailer in, I was in a tight right turn, and it just it, it, it completely failed. Uh, I have no leak. The belt is fine. The uh, power steering. Power and the steering. Yeah, sorry. The steering failed. Is that what happened? Uh, power steering. Okay. Failed. Power steering I mean, failed. But it was obviously, you know, with the when the power steering goes out, they're very difficult to steer. Yes. So I, I'm scratching my head. I, I expected to find a broken belt or something like that going on. There's no leaks and nothing. Uh, visually appears broken. I haven't, I haven't removed the uh, belt yet and checked the pulley or anything like that. But if it's spinning, there's it, nothing it, wrong with the pulley. Did you get any any um, check engine lights or anything? No. It's an O2. Like probably that. you may not on an O2. Uh, does that have the? I don't remember. And and, and that's a half. I'm assuming it's a fifteen hundred, Joe. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, the, so it's a fifteen hundred. Uh, um, I, you know, one thing really quick you could do is while it's running, you know, it doesn't even take two people, just one person while it's running, take the cap off the power steering and see if the fluid's circulating. Yeah. It probably isn't. That, that, that would be my guess. I, I'm assuming it has some. And if it's not, the then the pump is probably bad is what's wrong. Okay. There are, there are, uh, plates underneath, uh, skid plates, that sort of thing that I can't see the, uh the steering mechanism underneath as far as tie rods and all that stuff. There's, there's no rack and pinion. Or no, that's a regular that. steering gear on that truck. Well, and I, that's what I I've seen on the Astro vans where they'll break the pump. This is an avalanche. Yeah. Oh, but I, okay. On the GM power steering, uh, on aval or on Astro vans where they'll break the pump is behind the, so the bearing is so still intact and all that. It's bearing just everything's internally. still intact, but the, it. it's not turning the rotor in the pump. Got it. And that you would okay. know then if it's pumping or not. And if you had it up against, you know, stop. That's the most pressure on it. Yeah. It might have just yeah. sheared that. Yep. That's my guess, Joe, okay. as to what's happened. But, you know, like John said, check all that other stuff out. It's easy. That shaft seemed pretty short, but and I thought, well, I don't know how that could have broken. But oh, it can break internally, does. and the bearing on the outside, to yep. Jeff's point, is still good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so if it's the pump that... Uh, that'll be straightforward. Yeah, pretty Thanks easy. Free time. Yep. You're very welcome. And buy a new pump, not a reman. Okay. Yes. Jeff in Western Montana. Got a couple of minutes. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning. Uh, I figure it's either the apocalypse or uh, hell has frozen over because John from Cheyenne called and said that the wind was not blowing I know. in Cheyenne. Yeah. Uh, go, go, go figure. I mean, I that had me worried. I... I, I don't know what the, I don't know if it's going to affect us way up here or not, but uh, hard to say. Yeah. Um, earlier in the program, you talked about credit, or actually on uh, last, last video, program, you talked about cre- 
Yeah, uh, credit versus debit. Correct. And I'm reading for, I'm reading from uh, Visa's website itself, and it says Visa's zero liability policy is our guarantee that you won't be held responsible for unauthorized charges made with your account or account information. You're protected if your Visa credit or debit card is stolen, lost, or fraudulently used online or offline. Correct. So now, but a, but here's the issue. And, and I know this from the merchant side. If you go to dispute a charge, it's much more difficult to get that handled on your debit card versus your credit card. Yeah. So let's say a contractor does a bad job and you want to go back in and or you know you don't get your car fixed correctly and you want to go back in and dispute the charge on your credit card. Good luck on a debit. You've got some room on the credit card. I have never had that problem, actually. So um, You're my, lucky. The problem I... Well, the problem I've encountered is that uh, two things. First of all, if I'm renting a car, sometimes they won't take not a so debit much anymore. Usually. They, yeah, they, they, they're getting better at it, but they will put like a two hundred or five hundred dollar hold. Yep. Correct. So you just have to make sure you have that amount of money in it. Correct. The also the problem I encountered was that I went to uh, rent a van one time, a moving van to move up here, and. The limit I had on my debit card was too small yep. to allow me yeah. to do the van. Yeah. I could call the bank and get it uh, increased. Right. Right. That wouldn't have been a problem. But at the moment, I was sitting there, and I could not use a debit card. Yeah, makes but, sense. Um, but I have never, I've never encountered a problem where uh, I have to go through my bank first. Correct. Uh, but just yesterday, I went. To, I went to yeah, my and bank. And, and Jeff, I, this is a great uh, topic. I want to. I want to hold you over because there's a couple of things I want to add to that. But we're out of time. Give me a second. We'll come back here. Jim and Byers, same thing. Hang tight. We'll get both of you guys as soon as we come back. Uh, we will be back right after the top of the hour. Uh, commercials and news here. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.